0: This podcast is dedicated to those that are in the mix, making it happen, and want to do better, better at everything. Each episode, our guest will help us be better, do better, and perform better. We will tackle topics that we all deal with in business and in life.
1: So welcome back to the Wireless Way. I'm glad you found your way here today. The wireless way is a double entendre, meaning it means more than the wireless way. Uh, To me, the wireless part represents no strings attached, no judgment. And the most exciting part is the way, which means the journey and the path, the adventure. So that's where I always hope to go with my guest is just tell me your story. I want to learn from you, and I hope you're learning or possibly even being inspired by these guests. So today's guest is Eric Stark from Viasat, uh, the great guy. So let's jump in and hear what Eric has to say. Welcome to The Wireless Way. I'm your host, Chris Whitaker. And today I have a, uh, a good friend that we used to be competitors and, and now we're teammates and if you will... Uh, Eric Stark is with us today, and he's the Senior Director of Sales with Viasat, and has over 20 plus years of B2B success in the telecom, wireless, internet, social media, cloud computing, and satellite industries. In fact, there's really too many areas to even list, so let's just say he knows a lot about technology. Interestingly enough, he spent four years with the U.S. Department of Commerce and the National Telecommunications and Information Administration as a political appointee under President Bush. Eric graduated with honors from the University of Southern California with an MBA from Westmont College with a BS in economics and business. In addition to all these accomplishments, he was also named to the CRN channel chief's list for 2021. And he and his team were also recognized as a 2021 channel influencer, not too shabby. And lastly, he's honored to work with some of the best in the business To name a few, Graham Scott, Dina Mead, and Robert Jimenez. In his off time, he enjoys walks on the beach and puppy dogs. Uh, And honestly, folks, I kind of did that as a joke, and and then Eric told me, no, that's kind of true. So we left it in there. So uh, on that note, Eric, thanks for making time for us
0: today. How are you doing? Hey, thanks, Chris. I'm doing great. And I I live in San Diego, so uh, I see the beach every day, and I have a dog, and uh, we do take the dog to the beach. So... That's, that's there you go. Good way to relax. There you go. At the end of the day, you know, a... more often at the beginning of the day for me.
1: Yes. Oh man. So are you, you're a morning walker like, like watching, uh, well, I guess it's hard to watch the sun come up on the West coast, but, um, but are you like before no, the sun's up or?
0: I come up today. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm an early, uh, early riser. My team will tell you as I'm texting them, uh, in the wee hours of my morning. Uh, I've got a couple on the East coast and one in Denver. So, uh, yeah, they'll tell you I'm I'm an early riser.
1: Well, that's good. That's good to be on the West Coast. Um, so we we kind of covered your bio. You um, know, even I got to admit, I've known you for s- several years now, and and uh, I was impressed with it. Not to, not to you know blow sunshine at you, but man, what you know, very accomplished. Uh, a lot of lot of time in this space. Um, so on the wireless way, you know. Um, I named it The Wireless Way originally because I'm in the wireless business. You're in the wireless business. I thought it was cool. But then it occurred to me, there's another meaning there. You know, wireless to me, another way you can look at it is no strings attached, right? And then the way is the path and the journey. So as long as we're talking about journeys and the path, tell us a little bit more about your journey. I mean, how did you get to where you are today?
0: Yeah, well, I... Uh... I think I I look back to the very first job I had at a college. Uh, You know, I always wanted to do international business. That was always where I wanted to go. And um, But I got a job not in international business doing sales support. And I realized pretty quickly, Chris, that uh, when you're in sales support, and you do a good job, you get a plaque. <laughs> but when you're in sales, you get commissions. And so I was in sales support for a couple of years and then said, I got to get into sales. And you know, I'm a, I'm a salesperson at heart. And so that was a key moment in my career. And I've, I've been in sales ever since. I've, I view myself as a sales professional. I think it is a great career. And I love other sales professionals. And so that 's the path I've always taken, and i 've happened to be fortunate enough to be in one of the most interesting industries in telecom technology. You listed all of those things before I started off selling voice lines back in uh, Los Angeles, knocking door to door and uh, you know as the technology and the industry changed and grew, I changed and grew and uh, grew moved into leadership positions. And, uh, and here I am at Viasat. And, you know, I guess I'd say it wasn't until I got to Viasat that I was in actually technically the wireless industry or selling wireless services. But, uh, yeah, that's where I am now. And it's it, it's exciting.
1: And you know, I didn't realize you you did door to door. I did door to door consumer and and business wise. And, and that really humbles you. And you learn a lot about people
0: uh, when you agree <laughs> Yeah, no. I always say uh, if, if if you're in sales, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of folks who uh, have been in various kind of sales sales roles. But I always like to kind of fish around for: Have you been forcibly removed from a building? <laughs> because <laughs> if you have, then you have been right there in sales. And I am, uh, I have to admit, I have been removed from a building before. <laughs> That's awesome. On a sales call.
1: So, hey, you know, I every time sales comes up on an interview with me, um, I, I, there's a question I just love to ask. I mean, what would you say are the top couple of traits of a good salesperson? I mean, especially the people you've hired in the past. Are there just, a you know, one, two or three items, character traits that you're looking for that makes a good salesperson?
0: Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the number one thing is salesperson has got to be honest, got to have integrity. Everybody think everybody who's not in sales, especially a lot of people who are sold to, think of salespeople as not honest. You know, the stereotype of the used car salesman or, you know, every every salesperson knows that, you know, the this, this speech that Alec Baldwin gave in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. But, you know, when you look at that movie, like those guys were not honest. They were lying to people to, to get them to sale. And so, you know, rule number one is you cannot be that salesperson who is not honest, and and but rule number two is is uh, is just as important, and it is this: it is you have to make sure that you set expectations very clearly and very well, because if you overcommit and underdeliver to a customer, even even if it's something that's completely outside of your control, that you that there was no way you could have had an impact on the deliverable. If you made the commitment and you don't deliver, then you know what you've just done? You've just committed the cardinal sin. They assume that you lied. And so, you know, integrity and following through on expectations are, to me, the the most important things that a salesperson has to deliver. And then after that, it is about being relentless in your follow-up and your pursuit of what you're trying to accomplish and knowing how to prioritize. You know, if you're relentless and you are following up on the things that are not important, you're not going to be a very successful salesperson. So you have got to prioritize and then pursue, pursue, pursue in order to be successful. I mean, to me, those are the three characteristics of successful salespeople and what I always look for when I hire people.
1: And those are great. I agree with you uh, that those those are the things that I like. You know, it's funny. I'd love to ask that question because I feel like most successful sales leaders kind of hit the same three. They may call it something a little different or describe it a little different. But at the end of the day, that is that's what it's about. And I do believe it's up to salespeople uh, like us and and our leaders, you know, to kind of change the stigma. I mean, around that that used car salesman we, you talked about earlier. Uh, so thanks for that. And another question I love to ask, and I've actually just started asking recently,
0: is what
1: are you passionate about?
0: You know, I'm um, at different times in my life, I would, and I guess I'd still say it now, is I love to travel. I I really like, I I said at the beginning of this, right, that I I liked, I was really interested in international business and wanted to do international business. I love to travel internationally. I've traveled uh, actually a couple of times in my life where uh, my wife and I, once my wife and I together and once my wife and our two kids, where we just checked out of (laughs) the the working world and the rat race. And uh, we took, uh, right after I got my MBA, we took a year off and just backpacked across Europe and Asia. And then again, before I moved back from DC to California, we took off about a year and a half and traveled with our kids across Southeast Asia, Australia, South America, and so uh, I like travel and I like international travel. Although I don't do it quite so much when I'm in the working world. You know, Viasat is a great place because it um, is one of these companies that really genuine believes and people have to have a work life balance. And so it's a it, it's it's a good place that cares about its people. And uh, my, <laughs> maybe my work life balance isn't uh, quite tuned in like it should be, but my perspective on that is I know like every 10 years or so I'm going to check out and go take a year off. And so that's, uh, So I'm passionate about work when I'm here and passionate about being as uh, excellent as I can at what I do. And then at some point down the road, I will be passionate about traveling again.
1: That's great. I I agree with you. Travel is something that I love and I'm starting to do more of and traveling with your family in those pretty amazing locations. That's that that must have been quite a uh, quite an experience how how long of a trip was that
0: uh when we traveled with the kids it was about 12 to 18 months or so that i yeah that we were out we did a little bit of us travel but uh, had a great drive across the country with my boys when they were 9 and 11 i think they were but uh yeah we we were out of the country for well over a year wow that's fantastic um So
1: you're at Viasset now, uh, winning awards, doing great things. What was it about Viacet? How did you get involved with that company? And and what was it that attracted you to Viasset?
0: Well, you know, it's funny. When I was in Washington, D.C., and as you said in the bio, I was in part of the Bush administration, and I I ran a policy office there. And one of the things that was a, a big issue at the time, and it really had just become an issue, was broadband and getting broadband into the hands of uh, all Americans. And, and my office was responsible for putting together a study of broadband in America. And what was really interesting is that at the time, as we looked at all of that, we saw where the telcos had broadband, where the cablecos had broadband. And then there was this really interesting satellite company that filled a lot of the coverage gaps. And that satellite company was called Wild Blue. And Wild Blue was actually one of Viasat's customers. And oh, about 10 years ago, Viasat bought Wild Blue. But that was like my first introduction into what satellite could do for, back then it was really residential uh, consumers. But if you are from San Diego, my father in law lives in San Diego, you know Viasat because Viasat is one of the few technology companies. In San Diego County, that everybody knows about. And it's been growing and growing and growing over the years. It's got a great reputation, like I said, reputation for work life balance. It was a company that was founded 36 years ago ish. Maybe I'm getting that off, maybe I'm forgetting, but 30 plus years ago uh, in a garage. Our founders are still with us today. And so, you know, think about technology companies in San Diego. There's Qualcomm. And it's Viasat, you know, and so when you move back to California, like I did, and you move to San Diego, you start looking at uh, technology companies, Viasat just seemed to be a natural fit. And what I say is, I got back to Viasat at the very moment when they were looking for somebody just like me, like somebody who understood B2B sales, somebody who understood channel sales, because they were standing up their B2B channel business. And, you know, lucky for me, because Chris, you know this, there's a thousand, thousand people out there like me. I just happened to be the only one knocking on Viaset's door at the time. And so I was able to land the job and become the person who was going to build this this B2B segment for Viaset as we were moving into this space.
1: So, yeah, I remember when I first met you um, several years ago in Vegas uh, at a channel partner show. And I remember going, man, Viaset. Actually, it was called something else then.
0: What was it before Viasat it was called? No, it, it was Viasat, but uh, the brand for our product was called Exceed. That's it, and, Exceed. Uh, yeah, we rebranded okay. the company a couple of years ago and everything. We got new colors and a new logo, and we That's right. uh, we changed the, uh, the the product set to just pure Viasat. That's
1: right. So Around that time, I'm thinking to myself, man, the latency, it's you know, line of sight. And then I got educated. You guys did a great job of breaking that down. So tell us, you know, let's, let's touch on the myths and the misconceptions first. And then I want you to maybe just share some really, you know, maybe a very common use case. And then maybe tell us about the most
0: off-the-wall unique use case that Visat has solved an issue for. Well, yeah. I mean, and you talk about latency. I mean, I think that's, that's the question everybody has. Uh, about satellite and what is is satellite going to work for you i mean when i was interviewing for the job and i came to really understand what viasat was trying to accomplish with business customers i was i was an old terrestrial guy i mean i was i was i was was an at&t guy selling mpls and fiber and so you, you talk about coast to coast latency and and sub 30 milliseconds well, satellite latency, 600, 700 milliseconds. How's anything going to work? So, you know, that's, you're right. That is one of those things that, uh, you have to learn how to work with. And you may have heard me say this, that because people ask all the time, well, who's your biggest competitor? And what I always say is my biggest competition is the bad experience you or your customer may have had with, uh, satellite in the last 10 years, and usually with some other satellite company, because the perception of satellite is that it is slow and that it is expensive. But the reality is with what Viaset does today and what we've been able to do for the last four years is we can reach 96% of the U.S. population with broadband speeds. Our, Our pricing is very competitive in the marketplace, not what you may have seen a decade ago. And we can install in three to five business days. And so, that right there changes the equation for business customers and 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 partners who sell us, and it's why we've been able to get into all kinds of use cases. One of our largest customers is one of the largest pork producers in the world, and we've got farms of theirs all across the southeast. A lot of people will say, "Oh yeah, 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 satellite's probably really good for." for rural applications. And it is, it is rural, but I kind of, I call that a bit of a myth because what we find is that there is, there are so many places where broadband isn't in cities and suburban areas that it's not just for rural anymore. And I think most of the sales partners that we work with, this resonates with them so so clearly because they know their customer locations in cities or in you know just outside of cities there's a there's a highway going outside of Boston where both sides of the highway are filled with businesses and one side has fiber and cable and the other side doesn't that is not rural that is you know very heavily populated area and we see this all the time and so you know one, one of the, the interesting use cases that we see quite a bit is for construction sites. What do you have in construction sites? You have tractors, you have trailers, you have dirt, but you have no internet. And there are construction sites in the hearts of the biggest cities in the nation. And so we see quite a bit of that. I think probably what most people think about and what usually what I talk about first when I talk about what Viasat can do is not anything that I sell, but something that has just gotten all kinds of positive press in recent years, and that is what Viasat does with the airlines. We provide internet, Wi-Fi to the airlines, and anybody who's had a bad experience with satellite over the last 10 years, whether it be uh, on an airplane or on the ground, if they've used Viasat's Wi-Fi on an airplane, then they know a fundamentally different experience with satellite. And that's a very easy conversation to segue because if you've used our Wi-Fi on an airplane, it's the same satellites providing Wi-Fi to businesses on the ground. And so I think that's probably our most interesting application of of, of what we do. And uh, you know, I think the the last big airline that made a decision for Viasat a few few months ago was uh, KLM and before that Delta and before that American. And so um, it's exciting times for uh, for us with the airlines.
1: Yeah, that's great. That definitely is uh, big for those airlines, because any especially business person that tries to get work done on a a long flight and and you can't even connect to anything. And pretty fascinating. We think about where technology is is taking all of
0: us. People hear about Viasat, maybe hearing this today and they'll say, ah, it's probably really good for backup. Well, the truth is, yes, it is very good for backup. But the reality is is that most of the customers who buy us are buying us for primary service because they're in unserved or underserved areas. And what we have to offer is better than what they can get from terrestrial providers. So great for backup, but uh, you primarily being used for for primary service.
1: You know, I've been really digging in and doing a lot of... Um, work and research in the area of iot and i predict i think you know there is no iot without the i which is the internet uh, there's yeah. no there's no internet yeah. things without the internet and, and when you think about agriculture and you know gas and oil pipeline monitoring you know there's a lot of those use cases that are really uh exploding in and um iot probably not a good choice of words when talking about oil and gas. But but nonetheless, it's, it's, a, it's a hot area, and um, and that is one of the inhibitors of a, a good IoT deployment if there's no Internet there. So uh, so I might be seeing more of that. And, and it really is – there's a big uptick in it uh, because, you know, in the last 20 years, IoT has been a science project. But now there's starting to be suppliers and vendors that are productizing you know, all the multiple components of IoT and making it a single SKU type cell. So uh, not to get off on that tangent, we'll talk more about that another time. Uh, My next question for you, I'd like to know, you know, and this is kind of a tough one to answer for some folks, but, you know, I know if you had a crystal ball, you know, what's next for Eric Stark and what's next for Viasat?
0: Well, I think it's easier for me to answer what's next for Viasat because we've got a pretty, pretty public plan and uh, so you know we have a few satellites right now that are in orbit. Uh, the last satellite that we launched was in 2017, and uh, it is the world's most powerful commercial satellite it's ever launched history of the world. And uh, we are in the process of building that. That satellite was called ViaSat Two. We're in the process of of building. Viasat 3. And the interesting thing about Viasat 3 is it's not just one satellite, it's going to be three. In fact, we, we just press released uh, a week ago that we've completed our assembly and now have shipped our satellite over to Boeing for them to complete their testing of the satellite. And and we're going to have three satellites that launch in early 2022. And one's going to cover the Americas, one's going to cover Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and one's going to cover Asia Pacific. And so when we do that, those satellites are going to become the most powerful commercial satellites. And we are going to be one step closer to our vision of connecting everybody anywhere in the world with our service. And so that's where Viasat is going. And that has all kinds of implications for our customers and our sales partners. And I am planning to be here growing that business, uh, Month in and month out, and getting Viasat into the hands of as many customers as possible. Great answer.
1: You know, the I asked that question to somebody once, and he goes, "Well, if I'm lucky, tomorrow." i'm like well, okay there you go that's because uh, i just want to make it to tomorrow I, I, one day at a time chris so i'm like okay good 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 answer as well uh, well man i i you know it's been you know gosh 20 plus minutes and, and uh, we were talking about you know how long was this going to go and it was just supposed to be a short conversation and uh so we're kind of at the end of our time and i didn't want to uh you or deny you of a chance to kind of get your last word in you know is there anything we haven't covered or talked about that you think is relevant that you'd like to share Well,
0: last word. I mean, I've been telling you about me and about Viasat and what we do in the marketplace. But uh, what I do for Viasat, I could not do without that team of people that I have around me. And they are an outstanding group. So I would say to anybody who's listening, if you're interested to learn more about Viasat, you reach out to me, but better reach out to one of my channel managers, uh, Graham Scott in the East. Robert Jimenez in Central, Dina Mead in the West. They are uh, some of the best sales professionals I've ever had the opportunity to work with, and they can tell you more about Viasat and, and help you out, help you sell to your customers. Fantastic last word, and I'll
1: add to that. I, I can vouch for those three people. I mean, not only did Eric Stark hire them, but uh, two of them are good friends of mine. I haven't had the pleasure of working a whole lot with Robert yet, but I look forward to meeting him. But uh, being the, the wireless guy at Talaris – um Biasat was, you know, we, we, we were the first to work with them in this space and uh, a crack team. And we do a lot of business with you guys. So thank you for the partnership. Thanks for uh, trusting us to, to be a sales partner with you guys. And uh, I appreciate you making time today.
0: Yeah. You know, you talk about Tolaris. I mentioned that we had a, a, our last satellite launched four years ago and you, one of your co-founders, was hosted by ViaSat. We launched that satellite, ViaSat two, out of French Guyana, and we took Patrick O'Born down there for that launch. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd say to anybody, here's a last word for you: if you've ever, if you ever have the opportunity to see a satellite get launched, and they get launched from the U.S. too, take it because it is an awesome experience to see a rocket blast off and go up into the night sky. I mean, it is it's absolutely incredible.
1: I remember that. I remember uh, the, the LinkedIn post and the video you guys did. Uh, you know, Patrick, he's, he's a great technologist. He's our chief product officer and co-founder. And he, he's, he's a true... Uh, Futurist and technologist, he definitely sees the big picture before most people even have a clue. So, uh, so Eric, thanks for your time today, man. I'm glad we were able to to do this, and have this conversation.
0: Hey, Chris, thank you. I look forward to seeing you face to face sooner rather than you later. Bet.
1: Well, there, there you go, folks. That's uh, the latest episode of the Wireless Way. And uh, as always, if you like what you've heard, I, I really ask you to share, like and subscribe you know just tell all your friends about it and if you have any suggestions or ideas on topics or guests i'd love to hear that as well and you can reach me at uh, chris at the wirelessway.net if you'd like to know more about bias or eric stark please check the show notes or go to biasat.com or check linkedin for eric stark or bias